You're listening to a 1FM podcast. We are Geelong, the greatest team of all. We are Geelong, we're always on the ball. We play the game as it should be played. And welcome to the AFL opening bounce round one or show one for 2023. Big thank you to Ralph for some great music for the last couple of hours. And big thank you to Ralph and Richo for letting us take a little bit of air time and uh, to try and pretend we know what we're talking about about football. But I'm back here again in the studio for another year. Jason Asplund is my name. And I'm going to have, over the year, we'll have a few guest, guest speakers come in. Today we do have one of those, and he is from our, our main sponsor of the show, Pat and Tina's BP Service Station. And, of course, he's as a Melbourne supporter as he gets, but we'll move on to him in just a second. First of all, welcome back to Sydney The Bridge. Bridge, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Good to be back. And I'm looking forward to a season. How long has it felt since we last had footy? I tell you what, it takes so quick footy season. And next thing we know, we're in finals. Finish finals, grand final winner was Geelong. And they were fantastic. Well done, Geelong. And then it's taken so long to get back to this point. It's amazing how boring the summer can be without footy. What do you think? <laughs> and uh, with, it doesn't really need an introduction because he's been in well and truly before and we would none of us would have petrol without him. And it's Joe from Pat and Tina's BP Servo. Joe, welcome. Thanks, um, Jase and Sydney. It's great to have, be back here. And um, hello to the listeners out there. We it's thought we'd invite you in because we thought you'd just be so much wanting to talk about your mum's cats winning the flag last year. Uh, my mum's pretty over the moon about the beloved cats. But um, I did the right thing. We had, um, I had a premiership sign up on the window at the front door when we won our flag in 2021. And I did the right thing. I put a Geelong premiership sticker right next to mine, right at the front door of the survey, so everyone knew that her beloved cats won the flag. And in the meantime, you added a second premiership to your uh, Melbourne premierships with an AFLW premiership. That was great. I was so happy for the girls. We've been runner-up a couple times and... So happy for the famous Daisy Pierce, number proudly wearing number six on her Guernsey, and to see her go through what she did through the times, and uh, yeah, we've we've won actually three premierships at Melbourne in 18 months with the reserves at Casey, the Casey Demons winning their flag, then our the beloved girls winning theirs this year, so it was great. It was so great you, times at Melbourne. You're ready just to give other people a turn then, and just go back to 50 odd years of waiting. Oh, I don't know about that, Jase. We'll just have to see what happens. We'll play it by ear. I'm, I'm not Moz in the team, and I'm yeah. going to say too much about that, but we'll be fine. C- coming from a St Kilda supporter, um, who's now uh, almost t- heading to be, before long, it'll be twice my age before we've had a premiership. But, yeah, look, it's a it's an interesting time, this. This is all predictions. What could be? Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they said this is the time where the teams, they can sell hope. They haven't had round one yet. They haven't got thumped round one yet. They can still sell hope. They are making finals. They have a list that is going to be able to push the all the way through. So there's 18 teams. If you look at the ladder, they're all in first spot. And they're all trying to sell membership. So, you know, like we've got to take some of their words with a grain of salt. 
because we all know there's only eight teams can make the finals, ten miss out, and that's how it's going to be. But they all at this stage are saying we're, we're, we've improved, we're going to be better this year. So we, we, one of the things we will do a bit is we'll have a, a few things that we want to take note of, and last year we did the same thing, is our who we think is going to win the flag who are they going to beat? So we want, we want a Quinella this year. Uh, our top eight, who's going to make the top eight? Uh, Brownlow, Coleman Medal, and the Young Rising Star, which is could be an interesting one. The, the, there's a lot of, money, a lot of uh, I guess, hype on Ashcroft from Brisbane, but there's a, quite a few from last year that still are eligible that are going to give it a bit of a shake. You're right, yeah, and it's, every year there's a huge debate over who actually wins it. Do you know, there's... The, the voting I don't think is there was very much sus. De- there wasn't much debate about Dacos winning it last no, year, No, no, I there? think Dacos was, the fir- was quite quite acceptable. But you go back a few years and there's numerous ones. A few tokens, ones. ones thrown out to clubs. Yeah, it was the Brisbane guy that won it and nobody even... He hadn't played hardly a game since. Got dumped by Brisbane, end up in Sydney and still can't get a kick in their twos. Well, that's just the way that it is. Look, um, let, before we go into a few things, let's look at what's changed in football. Now, football, I don't know why, but most sports around the world, that's your rule book and we play with that rule book. But at AFL, we don't like the old rule book. Okay. No, we always change the, it. The, the old rule book, is, there's always something wrong with it. And usually they're trying to fix what they changed the year before. This year, we've had some changes come into those rules. Main um, one being that we now have four umpires. All right. Now, this is something that you've been on about for many years, Bridges, uh, about that. T- take us through what changes having four umpires versus having three. Well, for one, they, they now come to a, a boundary throw-in from the boundary line inwards. Okay? Now, as a rule, up until now, they've always come from the back of the pack to the, to the boundary, okay. So they're looking at it at, at the back rucks of back back the back of the rucks. Excuse me. All right. So instead of being in the front, where they're looking at what's happening with their arms and all of that sort of thing. Now the other bit that's happened is we now have the second umpire at the back. So we have two umpires looking at the same thing, and I hope to God that they can fix the boundary throw-ins that we've been having over the last four or five years, which are disgraceful. Because the umpire will pay free, and both umpo- both ruckmen will go, yeah, beauty, mine. Uh, Neither no. of them know what's going on. Why? Because they do the same thing 20 times in a game, it doesn't get pinged, and then all of a sudden it does. So hopefully we will see the fact that because one's in front and one's at the back, we will get a more consistent version of it. Do you think having an umpire on either side, Joe, is actually going to make any difference? Well, what's in the practice games and the simulation games um, the, the last couple of weeks, so I reckon they've done really, really well, being the four umpires. The commentators were commenting how well it was designed and how well it played out. So I just can't wait for round one to see what it actually looks like in a real game of football. I agree with you, Joe. I think I looked at a few of those practice matches. I looked closely at one or two in particular, but I I was really I was pleased with what I seen. Yeah, it was, I, it was I didn't see really many good. going. You know, where you're in your couch, they're going. Why? Why did yeah. you pay that? No. We didn't see a lot of that. We just no. seen the umpires pay the free. Bang! 
there was a couple where the second umpire overruled the first well, it's gonna one. It's going to be my, my next question to you, Bridges, is uh, AFL's always been a where there's a controlling umpire. So the other two are, to a degree, spectators, unless the little um, comment, the microphone in their ear tells them that they... That was, one. That's my view on it anyway. I agree. That, that, that calls it from 150 metres away as if he was standing beside it. But who's got control now? Do, two do at all a time. No, there's two live at a time. So what happens when those two blow the whistle? Well, we are, we are going to get varying views of that, and that's going to be one of the things. But I, I think what's going to happen there is that two umpires are going to come together and say, well, I reckon hit him in the back. Yeah, he might have hit him in the back, but... He didn't dispose of the ball or whatever else. You're going to have the varying and then the two umpires are going to have to come together and debate it and one will be right and one will be wrong. As a, a basketball umpire, I, I, I like the idea of having umpires on either side of the play. Yep. When I'm when I'm got to do a game on my own, I can only see one side. I, I can't see what happens and players look as much as they've all got the best intentions they will exploit every advantage they've got they know that you can't see on that side because there's two other players and all they got to do is turn their back to you and unless you can manage to move quick enough they can get away with it this is part of football and on the camera the camera always sees exactly what happened and then we all yell and scream why didn't you pay that the umpy couldn't see it he couldn't see it whereas now he's going to be able to so uh, the the other varying piece of this is that there's a reduced number of good umpires okay because there's now four umpires on the ground they don't have to run as far they don't have to do as much work and they won't be exhausted either during game time either that's right and so that gives you better decision making decision making will be will be better and then you're also we're going to see some of those umpires doing two games a weekend that's correct and yeah. that gives us the better umpires through more games. That's right. And so especially I, when the games are spread over five or six days, which they sometimes are. It's going to be interesting to see what happens around six when the gathering round happens in Adelaide. See, that, that doesn't work for me. If you, if you have increased that, and they need to increase the number of umpires, increase the training of their umpires, they should have thought of this ahead and already been working on this through the VFL level to find VFL and the NEFL to find this next level of umpire. To, they ha- no, uh, they're still yeah, going to do a lot of running. Like just because there's four umpires, they're still going to cover at least half the ground each. Yeah, it's not going to change not at that, that much. Sprint pace that you ha- that wears you down over a over a game. All right, and no, you're wrong in the fact that the AFL and the umpires associations across the country have realised there's a shortage of umpires. There's a shortage of umpires in country football. All right, now over the years, a lot of the top AFL umpires came from country football. So if they're not in country football, you're not finding them, they're not there to get. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to You can put training do... into, a, into a guy, and he, if he hasn't got it, he just hasn't got it. You I... can pump him up as much as you like. If he hasn't got an umpire ability, he hasn't got it. Well, let's try after round one. We'll see if we can find some, and I don't know if we'll be able to find it, some GPS data on kilometres of umpire, because I don't think it'll change much. Because why? An umpire's got to be on either side of the play. So he can't sit back in the fo- in the forward like the forward line while the ball's up the other end of the ground to make sure he's there. He's got to beat the ball back because he's going to have to move up the the field to be able. To, so when that kick out comes out from defence into the middle, there's an umpire on either side of it. Then when the kick goes forward again, there's still got to be an umpire either side of it. They're going to have to run just as much as as they did before. Well, I don't agree. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. We like it when you don't agree. It gives us something to talk about. <laughs> 
look, that's one of the rules. Uh, one of the and look, that's one that we probably really I think we're going to actually be happy with. One that I don't know whether it fits or not is this: if you fake on the mark now, it's no longer a fifty meter penalty. Or I'm not even quite sure how that's going to actually adjudicate. Do you understand that, Joe? No, at I all? Don't, don't understand what what it means is okay. If you if I'm on the I'm, I've got the ball and you're on my mark, and I get shaped as if I'm going to handball across to Joe, and you move, yeah, then it's it's nothing. There's no fifty meter penalty. It's the if the if it the guy comes back, the umpire will say, right, reset, you'll stand where you are, you go back and have That's a That's time wasting. Maybe. But where it was before was I could shape as if I'm going to handball to Joe across to my left and you move, bang, 50 metres, and you were getting penalised by me being a smart ass. I would have done it every single time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you so, get away with it, it's good. So they've just <laughs> said that, and even if you move a metre and then I, I've got the ball and I then go on and move on, it's just play on. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see how that one comes out. We definitely didn't like the witch's hat stand rule as much, so this might relax that rule to a degree. No, I don't think so, no. Well, it has to because you just said it does. Most of the problems in that were that the player went and pretended to put a handball off or to the running player that yeah. was coming off. That doesn't change the fact you have to stand. Yes, but now you can move as soon as he does. Who calls it? Does the umpire call it? The you umpire have to wait. Calls it. So you have to wait for the umpire still to oh, say. Oh, no, to if, say I, if I go to make a, make a, a dummy handball to Joe and you move, the umpire will then assess whether you've. So now we're back to umpire interpretation yes. of it. Oh, great! That's going to do so well. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. A rule that I despise. I'm a fantasy football player. We all know that. I love me super coach and I love me drafts. The subs back. The proper sub. None of this, I pretend that he's injured type sub or whatever. Now we're back to 25 players or whatever, um, 20, 23 players. 23. 23, and one of them is a professional sub. Yep. Uh, your thoughts on this as being part of it, or should we just go, Rodeo, you've got 23 players, boys. Use them as you want, and he starts on the ground. Look, the medical sub was a joke. Yes, because it's treated it as a joke and whatever. And the, um, and the AFL have actually accepted the fact that it was treated as a joke and they've now said you've got a, and a sub you tr- use however you like. No, I don't like a sub rule, no. I much prefer what? your theory of giving them an extra yeah. player on the that's bench. Right. Yeah. So you now have five on the bench, that's yeah. it. Or that's make the medical sub for it. If you come off for the medical sub, you don't play next week. You know, I thought it, that's how it was going to work originally. Well, originally, but it never that's how it was designed, yeah, but, but it, it never turned well out con. like that. No, well, that's no. what they said. And then the day before round one, yeah. obviously the clubs must have gotten the AFL's ear. They changed their mind last year. So about yeah. this point last year, the club said, no, 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 we're not going to have that. We're, we want it to be just whatever. It was going to be a concussion sub. That's yeah. what it was going to be. And then it turned to an injury sub. And then Richmond turned it into do what you like. And everyone said, hey, Richmond did that. That's we can all, do it too. We, we can and do the it AFL too. let them get away with it. So, that's so happened. 23, my, my proper thought, sub. My uh, thought is it just should increase the bench. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, because you, you end it's up easier. with, if you're a player, like you can make your debut as yeah. the sub and not even step on the field. But that's an AFL game. It's counted as one game. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm just not a fan for it. No. And like I get the idea of, injecting a player into a game at, and get that speed out of him or something, you know, with the last quarter of bits. But 
that doesn't mean you can't have used him for five minutes here or five minutes there throughout the game. Surely he's fit enough. Because after the game, the poor bugger that's the sub, he's got to sit there and run laps for another hour and a half because he's got to do his kilometres to make up for the fact that he didn't do it. So, you know, you should be able to use them a little bit differently. Uh, but we do have subs back. So super coach-wise, think of people like... Uh, who was your sub last year? Your professional sub, Melbourne, had one. Well, probably Jack Bowie for a lot. Yep, that's that was the you guy. Yeah. Into GWS. That's no, no. Jack Bowie was, was a Premiership player, but he was a sub there. Who for went a long. to GWS? Um, Jackson was it? No, no. That, that no, Jackson, Jackson went, went to Freo. We'll get through. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll after yeah. break. We'll. Uh, if, uh, I forgot them already, Sydney. Yeah, gone, you had one guy that was a Bedford even or whatever. Bedford, the Toby Bedford. Toby Bedford, Bedford ended up at GWS. He was a sub a lot as well. Yeah, he Correct. was a sub for eight yeah, or ten was. weeks. He was, yeah. So yep. you took advantage of that. Correct, yeah, every time. So now he would just be on the on the list or we but would he, be the well, extra? No, he's going to be the, they're he'll be the, he'll the, he'll the same. He'll be the sub, sub at GWS. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> he's a professional <laughs> he's sub. He's a professional sub. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. All right, we're going to jump to a sponsor's break. On the other side of the sponsor's break, we're going to have a look at the ins and outs of some of the teams and who's come in for your club, who's gone out, where does your club sort of sit in the world of, of football. You're listening to the AFL Opening Bounce for our first show of the year here, live and local on 1FM. And we're brought to you, of course, by Patentina's, the BP service station up the north end of Shepparton. Pat and Tina's BP service station North Shepparton has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service delivered with a smile, the old-fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Pat and Tina's BP service station. GV Highway, North Shepparton. 1FM sponsor. And welcome back to the AFL opening bounce. Of course, we would not be on air without Pat and Tina's BP Servo because they helped sponsor the station for it. Joey, uh, public holiday weekend, busy at the Servo? It was really good today. We were really, really busy. Um, expect a bit busier tomorrow as well. Um, if everyone heads to the river, finally, after the river being open a little bit. Um, there's no sandbars anywhere, but they're still going to try to camp up there, so it'll be really, really good. Yeah, things are good. No. And, uh, this year is officially our 50th anniversary, so... It's exciting times at Pat and Tina's this year. Yeah. It is. Well, I don't get my fuel anywhere else. I always go there. I know it's going to be safe fuel. And I don't have to do anything. I rock up. Joey, Dom, Tony, uh, they all come out, fill up, the, fill up the van, clean my window, get rid of all them bugs. I'd like it if you did wash the whole front, though. That'd be nice because there's bugs there, yeah. you know, on the front of it. I actually have to go and wash the van because of that. Because you know. we make the windscreen look really, really spot on and then you've got to wash the car. That's how it is. <laughs> You're not talking about my ute by any chance. No. <laughs> okay, um, let's jump into our next bit. Now, let's have a look at – actually, before we go, let's talk about Ross Lyon um, – putting out his uh, commentary of the game accidentally to all of the other 18, 17 clubs. How smart is it, Bridges, when you you do a, you're a new coach, bring in your new structure to a team, and then before round one, you send that out to everybody? Look, it was an honest mistake. It was a, it was a personal mistake. He obviously mistake. didn't do it. No, it was, one, it was a team member. And as a rule, what they do is they upload the vision of the things that they're going to be talking about, but they don't upload the vi the sound. And in this mistake, it got the sound uploaded with it. Now, who knows what might have been said, 
but it could be along the lines of, why are we, we playing with that lad? He shouldn't be out there. Or that guy over there, you know, he's hopeless. He's a terrible kick. Why do, how do we improve his kick? You know, it could be a, all of that sort of thing come out. There must have been some of that because he did have to apologise to the playing group, didn't he, Joe? He did. He stood up and apologised. And, no, I, I'm sorry, who is your captain this year? Jack Steele. Jack Steele. Well, he had to come out and defend um, the playing group as well. And he said that Ross Lyon came out and apologised to the group. So... Maybe he was, you know, felt Crit- sorry for for him to a degree, probably. Well, um, that's, he's got to toe the line. Just, he's the captain. It just to me it's, feels like, you know, new coach. Why not photocopy your playbook and just send it to all the clubs if you're going to go down that path? Want to go down that path? Why don't you just email it? Yeah, it been a lot easier. <laughs> well, basically, they did. Yeah. They they say they don't know who who. Um, watched it, but I'm pretty sure if you're a scout, like Fremantle, for example, would have guys Googling constantly what they could find on St Kilda because they play them round one. Uh, Melbourne would be because you play us around three. three. So I'm sure that the clubs would have found it in the meantime. Oh, it's quite, it was up there for an hour or so, and it's just a, a, a human no, mistake. No, it was longer than that. It was overnight, I think. No, no it was only two hours up, and then they uh, then put it back out again with music in the background. So. Yeah, so it wasn't up there long, and yeah, you no. could have oh, someone would have got it. I'm sure. The fact still remains it was a human error, and everybody makes human mistakes. That's that's not a Ross Lyon issue. There is other issues with Ross Lyon, mind you, <laughs> like yeah, coming back to St Kilda. Tell what me, Sydney. Tell me, as as a as a St Kilda supporter, how do you feel Ross Lyon being back at the club? Really. Well, I, I love it. I'm loving the theory yep. of it. Okay, when he was at St Kilda, before we made two grand finals, we made three grand finals. Yep. Lost, the, lost two, drew one, yep. uh, and the one you drew should you've actually should have won that game, really. Yeah, I watched it again a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and oh, look, there wasn't honestly in even the Geelong game. We, you, you we probably just going back won. to that. You watched the game a couple of weeks ago when you got to that very end bit, and Goddard had that kick outside fifty. Should have he just got that punch through for a point instead of going to the top of the square? He can kick it. Yeah, he probably should have. Look, I'll never forgive him for that because yeah. <laughs> that was the people, one. People blame that was Milne. the moment. People blame Milne for it, but nah, I was thirty meters from Milne. I was there, and I ball, was thirty like, meters from the ball. Never bounced anywhere near him. In and reality. it's a football bouncing. Goddard had this, had a kick with a decision that he couldn't do it. Instead, he went to the to the top of the square. Uh, look, I know it's history and Collingwood would come back and come back and flogged but, us the next week. But yeah. Because the Saints came out of that game with injuries and whatever. Yep. But against Geelong, I watched that one as well the other week. First time since, by the yep. way. And I didn't see a lot of things that they did wrong. Geelong were just a little better. And Collingwood... They got us early and Saints came back and just didn't get over the line. In the next week, yeah, we were terrible. I yeah. think we were we were out I in our feet. Were, but line was the, the key end. to putting together a team that believed in themselves. Yeah. They won a lot of games under line. Now, since line left, we haven't won too many games each season. He we did. made the finals he, once. But what did he leave us as far as a list once he left? Well, well was there even a list that was capable of doing anything once he was finished? Yeah, you're probably right did, there. Was there yeah, a no, kid blooded during the time that he was yeah, on? Yeah, you're probably right there. And then he went to Freo and he did a very similar thing. He took Freo to the grand final. They got belted and weren't good enough because they kicked badly. Uh, and then their list fell apart. And then he tried to rebuild the list on the run and it didn't work now he's been out of football for two years 
And he, he, he's come back in, he said, look, I'm a different guy. I, I learned a lot of lessons over the time. And I think you'll find he's a different coach I, now. I reckon he's very knowledgeable. Uh, he, uh, yep. he knows a lot. Of People criticised him last year when he was on SEN or wherever. Yeah, well, was I was on. just going to say one of the best things about him being our coach again is I don't have to listen to him commentating anymore. Well, yeah. but he, he <laughs> his voice wasn't great, but his his what he said view and what good. yeah what his very, view very, of the good. game was very good. I'm going to reserve judgment because I'm not a Ross Lyon fan. I. I I, I almost understand why Brock left St Kilda to go and join Fremantle ten years ago, um, but because he, he, but he does get the best out of his people. Absolutely, um, you toe the line, you 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 live and die by that, or you're out the door. Um, the few bits that concerned me was at the timing of bringing him in this time. He came in too late. They did nothing at the trade period, nothing whatsoever. Uh, they drafted kids that may or may not be able to up to it. Uh, Philippou showed a few little things, but he's already not predicted to be in their, their starting 22. Yeah, but he's a kid, and I think he, he, he looks like he has talent to me. Well, he looks like an AFL player already. Yeah, he's big enough. Yeah, he's, he is. He's, he's got and height. I don't understand and he's quite the opposite to it. He's not a jack for St Kilda, mind no. you. He's not a jack, and he's not five foot eight. No. So there's two big changes there. He is the, he's the Bont size. He's the yeah. size of the Bont. So I don't understand why didn't they risk it and just play him in one? Well, I, I don't think his body's as strong as what you might... You know, he's big but enough, but... His pace-wise. Look, let, let's see. We're only looking at mock teams Look, look at, at the, the next moment, one then, so. okay? What are your thoughts on Alistair Clarkson going to North? I, I think that's just great. Yeah. Like, um, the only worry I have is for Clarko himself. He joins North as arguably the best coach ever to be part of our game um, but he goes to a club that is heading for wooden spoon after wooden spoon is that going to if he can't pull a miracle then does that tarnish his history if he does pull the miracle then he does stand as the best yep. coach ever you know it's he, a big risk for him he, he's still the best coach going around like he's he's led Hawthorne to those premierships and okay. he has, uh, the history but will prove that he still doesn't was matter what list, happened. Was their list good enough to do that, or did he make that make that out well, of it? I reckon he made it. I really do. I, I admire him as a coach. So do you think he can do that at North? He, the list at North isn't really good at the moment, but he can rebuild it. And I think he realises that there's a real build stage happening at North. One of the big well, things... Well, the, the mistake he did during the week. Did you did you hear that? What happened in the mistake? Uh, he's that done he, a few. He mentioned Hawthorne in the... He said, let's all bind together as Hawthorne players. And <laughs> he realised there was a North Melbourne. He said, a whoops. Yeah, that's a you whoopsie. Yeah, yeah, so well, that's the, the thing, one of the big things he did at Hawthorne was he, he seen a, a, a gap in their team, such as a defence, and he brought in like Lake. He brought in... Um, the Adelaide McAvoy. guy, McAvoy, McAvoy brought, and it was the Adelaide guy that played three hundred and whatever games. Um, uh, Burgoyne, no, Burgoyne, yes, yep. and like he went and he, I picked the best player that to fill the position that he needed filled. Yep. Now, if he does that again at North, and he brings in a decent backman, a decent forward, a decent midfielder, if he does brings in three or four class players to fill the void then he will already be on the way to lifting that team. I, I like the look of the two kids that they've brought in, um, Harry Sheasel and um, Windlass, Win, Win or, or that, I think his name is, Wyndham. 
Um, both of them look pretty good. Sheasel looks... Uh, he went higher in the draft, like it went the extra high pick. But the the other guy, Wyndham, or I'll find his exact name for us in, in a few seconds. Uh, but, oh, gee, I watched some of the footage on him doing it. He is a tackling machine. He is ferocious. He is going to be an absolute star. The simulation uh, game... Windlaw. Uh, Wardlaw. Wardlaw. Wardlaw, that's the, it. The practice games and the simulation games, they had some very, very good quarters. Quarter-wise. Well, he, he didn't play those because uh, he's done a hammy. Yeah, but they had some... And they had structure now. And then you've got Phillips coming in back in, who yep. was injured last year, as a number right. two or three pick right. the year before. So, we're, while we're on coaches, let's finish coaches. So, we're happy with Clarko going there? Oh, I think it's great it's, for North, yeah. 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 I, I think they went and out and they great. got him. Well, you notice, I don't know... Maybe, like you said earlier in the show, Sydney, that we've missed footy so long. I, I had a look the other day going through every team's memberships. Yep. And they're all up. They're all dramatically up. And That's North great. especially. Now that Clark goes down being appointed coach, it's great for the membership. So the drive has increased. Brad so, Scott uh, going to Essendon. Now, that's uh, obviously Essendon have, have gone up and down for many years and they've they've tried rookie coaches or assistants are being upgraded and it hasn't worked for them and now they've gone well let's go with the most experienced guy we can forget our fingers on look i uh, i think it, for Essendon, i really dislike it i love what Essendon sa- fail and i love what Essendon are down at the bottom all right i'm frankly and honestly with that yeah i agree all right <laughs> now but what they've done here is they tried a couple of different things and now they've gone to somebody who's got his toe in the door in the AFL because he worked there the last two years. He was he, he had an over-winning percentage of games at North Melbourne. I, I think they've picked the right guy. I, I, I love him as a coach. I think he's he's going to be great. What for type Essendon. of game plan is, do you think he's going to actually put out? Essendon, they looked best two years ago when they were run and gun and they were just oh, forget everything, take it on. Last year they switched and tried to pretend to play defence and pretend was the word and they, they really failed miserably, um, except I think when they played probably St Kilda. Flogged the crap out of us. <laughs> and then they ran that, that game. Uh, what do you think Brad Scott's game plan sort of going to be? I reckon he's got to be attacking. He has to be attacking. If you look at their forward line structure, it's all a lot of tools in their forward line. So I think the only way they can run forward is to bloody attack. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that... One of our ex-players, Sam Wiedemann, does very well at Essendon. I didn't, really do. Didn't look great in the practice. No, match. I know, but I just, I just hope for the poor kid that something finally clicks for him. It really I, does. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I, I'm cross. I, I, I really felt sorry for him. I really do. I'm cross at the Saints for not trying to get him. Yeah, like you, like you gave him up for nothing. We did. Well, we had. And no, I'm cross at St Kilda for not picking. And where is St Kilda at now? Yep. Two of their, their no main forwards, forwards no are forwards. out. And, and they gave him up and didn't even try for him. Yeah. I, I couldn't right. understand uh, What that. other new coaches have we got? Uh, Giants. Uh, yep. What's uh, uh, Kingsley? Kingsley, yep. Uh, Adam Kingsley, isn't it? Yep. yep. And he came through the uh, oh. Richmond system, didn't he? Well, he was uh, at St Kilda. He yeah. was at yeah, Geelong. Yeah, but he, he was part of Richmond's premiership yeah, yeah. assistance at Richmond's been premiership. Been under for a while, I think. Yep. So that hopefully changes the Giants' um, me, me, me attitude and – Brings it maybe a team, team, team because nah, nah. look, there it's just one individual. Side. That's what's broken the Giants down over the years is they've had all the skill in the world, but they just didn't play as a team. Mm. If he's learned anything from Richmond, it's that other than Dusty, everybody else is exactly the same and just 
one man steps down, one man steps up. I was pretty impressed with their practice match. Really? Like, you know, I was impressed with that. And I'd like to think that he will change the exact thing you're talking about. Jase, I think you're right on the money. They've played as individuals and he has to... That's his first job at the club, is to change that to become a team. Can he do that? Well, so that's four new coaches we've got out there. Uh, is there any others? No, I think that's all. All right. I'm going to throw the next question then. Which coach is, ne- is going to be the first to get the axe this year? Well, it depends on Port as far as I'm concerned. Port Adelaide. You think Hinkley? Hink- well, he's on his last year of contract. They could have chopped him last year or even the year before. If they don't start the year off properly, he'll go early. While uh, Koshy's the boss man, Hinkley's safe. No, Koshy and him don't like each other they, at all. They, but while he's there, they will stay. I thought it was the opposite. I thought yep. Koshy loved Koshy loves him. No, they, they, they argue, him. but Koshy still well. backs him every time when it comes well, down maybe. to it. So. And yeah. what what people have got to understand is that he saved that club. It's a bit of Eddie Maguire Buckley sort that of situation. Club, yeah. That club was crashing and burning. There was like a bonfire. So now, but you're just saying he's got the but axe coming over eight, his head. He's been there eight, nine years and if he doesn't start off this year right, I think then he's in big trouble. So we saw um, from Brisbane Oh, got a brain's gone, gone yeah. dead but reappointed for two years. Yep, uh, I love him as a coach. Uh, so that that's good. I think the coach that's most under pressure of all coaches has got to be Adam Simpson uh, over there at the Eagles. I know they're in a rebuild, but if they come out and just put nothing up for the first few weeks or bits, their fans are ruthless, mm-hmm. and th- they need to fill that stadium. Well, he re-signed last year for another four years or whatever. Yeah, but so. they're already talking that he won't not he's not going to survive the rebuild, and we haven't even done round one. I think he's safe at this point. I, I, they, they, he took them to a flag. He has done a lot for that club. And I don't think they'll dump Simpson. I really don't. All right. Okay. Let's now look then at ins and outs of some clubs. So we'll start. We'll go alphabetical because that works. Um, Adelaide themselves, they did what they get. That's actually going to play straight away. We've got uh, Max... Mick Michelaney, he was number 17 in their draft, so they just must have sold their draft pick because they definitely didn't end up second on the ladder. Mm. <laughs> so then they had pick 40, uh, 43 and 50. Bill Dowling and Hugh Bond came in. So Tyler Brown came in in their supplement. Uh, and so they've quite a bit. What they did pick up in the trade, though, is Isaac Rankin. Now, is that the answer they needed in their forward line? Or is that just two Josh Rochelles? So do they, does that replace the Eddie Betts that they lost? But that's Josh Rochelle was supposed to do that. Supposed to be. And I say and no. I, I say they've, they overpaid for him. And I, I think he's an underperformer. I, I, I think he needed... I, I'll reserve judgment until round three or four. Oh. Because Gold Coast had a very party atmosphere yep. name to the club. Yep. And I just got the feeling he was... Not as serious as no, he could have no, been. No surfing in Adelaide. Well, he's just yeah. go surfing. You said Adelaide. No, you mean Gold Coast were. Gold Coast, Coast. Yeah, Gold Coast were party, but at Adelaide, they're not going to be at that same level. They're they're going to want him there to play football. A change of venue, a change of place can revamp a young kid. It can, but I, I agree with your th- your thought before. Why did they pick Rochelle? 
Like he they came in last year to take over and Betts burned. Or... He was fantastic the first six weeks. Maybe they're going to put him in the midfield. They are going to do that. You're right. But he was the one that was to fill that void, and he proved he could do it. His young body then started to wane as the season wore on. Yep. But now he's fresh, he's young. He's the one they should but have. Did and they manage him properly? That no, I thing. don't think they did. I think they kept think playing they him until he was... Shot him in the foot, yeah, they, practically. They, they played uh, him who did they, they lose? Um, Luke Brown, Ben Davis, Billy Frampton from their back line. Went he to got traded to Collingwood. James Rowe delisted, Brett Turner. So they didn't really lose any... There's no big-name retirements or changes in their list. And, um, so does that change Adelaide much? No. No. They're just still... Middle bottom, of the road. Bottom, bottom eight. Bottom eight, yep. I'm, I'm good with that. All right, a club that did... Uh, really rape and pillage the whole draft system <laughs> is Brisbane. Uh, they had number two with Father Son, so they were able to upgrade to Father Two with Will Ashcroft, uh, highly touted as the going to be the the rising star of the year. He looked good in the practice matches. They put him in the midfield. There was no Jared Lyons or Zorko or a few others, so where he finds his place when they've got their full list will be a, a test for it, but that's a good pickup. Uh, they picked up a few others uh, that went through. Dara Joyce from St Kilda, who I think show, showed us enough at Saints. So that he was played three games. How can that be showing? Yeah, no, I liked I liked what I saw of him there. But they just he was one of those guys that was the twenty fifth man and never did never got to go. So he's gone there expecting that. Well, Brisbane's a he hard team to a break game. into. He won't get a game unless three or four of their big three or four of them guys. So he, so he's just it. traded maybe to win a front flag. Then maybe. But then he's, if he's not in the field, that doesn't then help. Doesn't get it. <laughs> uh, Connor McKenna, who was at Essendon, uh, retired, went back, and she won the Gaelic Grand won Final. Two Gaelic two Grand, Grand Finals. Finals. Yep, which okay. is a big effort. Like that's there's, there's no it's a different game that game, isn't it? Absolutely, it's a tougher game. It's, it means he well, stayed fit though. Yeah. It stayed exactly fit. They have, yeah. It's a very fast game. Yep. Yeah. When um, I went to Ireland and visited, I went to a Gaelic game, and I tell you, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was outstanding. Yeah. It didn't, doesn't have the physical contact of our game. But it's fast. But it's fast, yeah. and the ball skills are very good. Jack Gunston came from Hawthorne. Now, obviously, he's at the end of his, his career, but... Brisbane have shown that they can take Hawks players and they can make good use out of them can, for a few years. Can he stay on the park, though? Injuries well, have got in the last couple of years. Let's face it. Brisbane have got about 15 full forwards and they've only ever got two to pick from. So he's only got to be there when the others are gone. Go down. No doubt but he's a talented player. There's no I, doubt about I think that. that's a, a key part. And it will help, if nothing else, a bit like um, what's it, went up there, went to the back line. The old captain of Hawthorne. Um, oh, Hodge. 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 Okay. Hodge, controlled the back line, taught the young kids what yep. to do. If he can go in the forward line and be an on-field leader for Danaher and Hipwood for, a, for even just for one season, that could be all that Brisbane need to give those guys the forward spark to go forward. The other thing is, if he comes in and kicks three or four... It takes the pressure off of Danaher and Hipwood to kick him because someone else is. And they all, then he all automatically gets the best defender onto him and allows the other two... I tell you, that's a, a tall forward line. Danaher, Dan Dan Hipwood and, and Gunston in there. You need to get Danaher and... They did lose McStay. A bit straight too. Um, but, of course, their biggest name they've picked up is Josh Dunkley. Uh, paid virtually nothing for him. And he's going to slot straight in the midfield and... Uh, at the moment, he's going basically going number one in all drafts across the board. Uh, he's in almost every super coach side. He's 
I think he is the steal that was picked up throughout the whole entire draft. No, that's a big statement. There was a few good ones picked up. Oh, there's a couple of the club that we did all right, but anyway. No, we won't talk about that. Yeah, 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 we'll get to we'll saying we'll about we'll that. Don't yeah, worry. We'll I still we'll think that. Dunkley is the level above. He was always brilliant at Bulldogs, but he was always the odd man out. And he just was, you know, it's too big a midfield yeah. to break into. And he just, right. he wanted more game time. He wanted more role. Brisbane have obviously offered him that because otherwise, why would you go to, you wouldn't move from the Bulldogs unless you knew you were up, taking an upgrade in your career. Because he still he played every week. That, so I think that's big. What did they lose? Uh, Tom Berry got traded to Gold Coast. Uh, and I'm looking what else was important. Mitch Robinson retired, so somebody else is going to have to start getting suspended a bit more often yeah. to hold the flag for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan McStay was probably one of their bigger losses, uh, who went to Collingwood as a free agent. And he was good last year. He's a good mark and he's a good kick at goal. Doesn't get enough of the ball. That's the only knock you have on him. But for Brisbane last year, I thought he was terrific. He had the ball. He he hit targets very well. Yeah, we'll get to Collingwood in a minute about what he can do there. So Brisbane, their trade period, their their new roster set up, that's dangerous. I think so. Good last year and just... The last couple of years have been great. Yep, just so fell away at the end. Good work for them. Um, Carlton, they brought in Blake Akers. Obviously, he didn't want to stay over at Fremantle for very long. Should have come back to St Kilda. But anyway, somehow they managed to find them all at the right prices. Well, that, that's a very good point you make there. It is a very, very good point. I'm really not impressed at how... Okay, the question is salary cap. We all have a 13 or whatever million dollar salary cap. How can Carlton, and Collingwood too, by the way, or Brisbane, keep adding quality, and I mean extreme quality players to their list, but not have to get rid of anybody? How does it fit under the salary cap, Joe? I want to know how. I want to look at Carlton's list. I want to look at their books because, to me, they've got to be well over the draft. You go through the history, through the 70s and the 80s, they're always doing it. Carlton work? Well, I want to look at who's getting paid because you don't tell me that that Cripps and... Well, Cri- Cripps all, has to be on a million dollars a year. It's got to be. Has to be? Yeah. Um, okay, what about Charlie Kernell? Yeah. Uh, well, he's probably not because he, 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 his last contract he would have signed after he's about seventh ACL or something. So he probably isn't on too big a contract th- until he's got to re-sign. And what about the other big forward? Mackay. Mackay. He's, got, he he, 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 he's he, got to be on a bigger one. He's yeah. got to be on a million dollars. Then you've got uh, Walsh. Yep. Walsh. Uh, you've still who's, got who's the other, still out. Who's still <laughs> out, yep. But then you've got Sarah. you got Wiedering. Yep. You've got Sarah yep. as well. They brought across. They brought him for half a million a year or yep. more. Now, they wouldn't have paid a real lot for Akers. Akers probably only cost them 300 k so he's would be a lower-level Payment. And you've got Kennedy they got picked up yep. from GWS. Look, it they is a question it. I ask. I think you'll find that there's probably, and I'm only putting my tinfoil hat on, there's probably a few mother's brother's son's sister that all of a sudden got a $1 million job for doing nothing. And I did notice last week that the AFL have said they're going to have a serious look through all of these, all clubs, at their salary cap. Oh. <laughs> and I reckon the top of the list has to be Carlton. Second will be Collingwood. I still question how they can fit them in. They, well, you could say the same thing with Brisbane with what they just brought in. I, they were third on my list. Yeah, you know, but I think you'll find the AFL will do their report and then they'll release the parts of it that they want to tell us. Well. <laughs> um, so anyway, Blake Akers comes in. Uh, 
Uh, Alex Sincotta has been a lot talked about him, played in the practice matches, came in the supplemental period as a mature age player. So apparently he's going to start round one. Uh, Oliver Hollands was their top draft pick at number 11. He's the brother of the of Gold o- Coast. Yes, Elijah, who didn't play because he was injured last year, I think. No, he played a f- half a dozen games at the end and looked fantastic. Yeah, I've got him in a draft there. And I yeah, didn't, he's all right. Drop he, he's a gun. Uh, and then they had quite a few other draft picks. Lockie Cowan, Jackson Binns at 30 and 32, Harry Lemmy at 47. And Hudson O'Keefe. So a few other bit of youth come back into their side. What did they lose? Will Hayes was delisted. Uh, Oscar McDonald delisted. They picked him up, got a year out of him and played, what, never two really, games or whatever? Never really played really much now, at all. Jack Noons, they delisted. Well, that frees up 500k there because they oh. would have been overpaying him. Uh, Will Setterfield got traded to Essendon. They would have been overpaying him well and truly. Liam Stocker was delisted. And I think then he was. He's gone to St Kilda now. They would have been overpaying him. He was one no, they gave. Yes, not overpaying him. They paid. They paid it for him in the draft because they downgraded. The, they gave that, away. That's a, right. A pick to pick. get him. Yep, and I think they would have paid him to do that though. No, he he was happy to go. Anyway, Carlton have, Carlton have topped up yet again. Is it enough to to bridge the gap of it? They were in finals all but one kick of football last year. From yeah. the from the from the first game of the year, they were in finals until the last kick of football. You know, the only ones that were crying about that were Carlton supporters. Oh no! If it was Essendon, I, I would have cheered. Nipper I, would have been crying. I, I actually felt bad that. for them, honestly. Hi, no, Nipper, out there. Yeah, hi, Nipper. You'd be definitely Carlton listening supporter. in. Uh, we'll get Nipper on the show at, at stages throughout the year. We will get him in. So look, Carlton. Yeah, good. I think there's enough there for them to keep going. I don't think there's enough to, the, to win. The advantage, I don't think they'll win it, but the advantage they have is age. Hmm. You look across the board there and their best players are in that 24 to 28. Yep. You know, the Crips, the Weederings now at 24, 25. Kernow, yep. Mackay, all of these guys are at that 24 to 26 yep. and that's prime. That's prime time. Yep. Okay, who's next on my list is... Oh, Collingwood for you, Bridges. All right, what are Collingwood done? Well, spent too much money. Where did they get? How did they fit it in? Okay, they've got. They did draft a kid. They they did draft something. They drafted a young kid called Ed Allen. Uh, that that hasn't come up on my radar in the rookie drafts yet. So he's at the back of the list. Billy Frampton from Adelaide. Bobby Hill. Wouldn't have Hill, paid much for him though. Bobby Hill from Western Sydney wouldn't have paid much for him. Oleg Markov in the preseason uh, supplemental paid period. He was him. from the Gold Coast. Uh, Dan McStay, they probably paid him 800k. They needed um, another big forward. Th- they did because it just th- that was the, one of their Achilles heels was that they had no yeah, forwards. My check was my check was good. I, I love my check. I think he's but a, he's, he's too a, small and he goes missing and he gets a bit injured. But he's a great kicker goal. He's a good mark. But he does need some support, and that's what McStay And his support bring. was Cox, who you don't know what you're going to get from, or Hoskin Elliott, or one of those guys and who are big enough. They're, yeah, they're mid-level forwards. Yep. So uh, McStay is a perfect add to. Somehow they fitted Tom Mitchell into their salary cap oh. um, as well. Um, Joe Joe Richards at pick 48. Jacob Ryan picked 28. So they picked up a few kids. Okay, what did they give up to, to get these guys? Well, they gave up Brody Grundy, but they're paying four to five hundred K for four, your demons. Four, four fifty, I think, over the next three or four years. Yep. So 
Yeah, it, gee, it'd be good to be a Melbourne supporter and but just they didn't get, get anything back for him. No. They just gave him to you. Yep, that's right. I don't understand that Graham Wright reckons he wasn't a required player at Collingwood. Well, Graham Wright needs a new job. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we saw them in the preseason game and uh, Cameron was terrible and yep. Mason Cox was their prime ruckman. Yep. So uh, I'm not sure how Brody Grundy's not required, but... Geez, does that give Melbourne a boost? We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Callum Brown delisted. Tyler Brown delisted. Uh, Ollie Henry tra- traded to Geelong. That's a young he, kid that I, he, I quite He demanded liked. to go, right? Oh, like Collingwood oh, wanted to keep him, okay. but he demanded to go to yeah, play that, with his that brother. That surprised me. He wanted to play with his brother at Geelong. Yeah, and no. he oh, you can't blame him. He'll and struggle he, to break into the th- side. He's not in their best it, 24. No, he, won't really. make it, he won't get into the senior side. They would have been better to go the other way around and bring the brother there. Well, but then yeah. they probably wanted to win a flag, so Geelong win flags. Ask Tina. Hey, yeah, Tina, yeah. if you're listening. Um, Jack, uh, Ollie, Jack Madgen was delisted. Liam Mahone delisted. Caleb Poulter delisted. And Jordan Roughhead retired. So they did lose a good defender there in, in but that. But his injury was last year. He, he just didn't play last year. Did he play a game? I don't think no, so. No. But I they replaced him with Frampton, really. So I, but Frampton's a forward. He'd been playing back at Adelaide, wasn't he, at the last well, period? The last bit because they dumped him as a forward. So, <laughs> you know, that's not... Uh, so did Collingwood really pick up too much? Well, they picked up McStay and Mitchell they got to pay for. The money that they've got to pay for Grundy gets halved on their salary cap because it, he's no longer on their list. But they're still paying 400 k for Trelaw. Correct. So there's even if we cut that into half, there's still 450 500k between those two guys out of your 13 million salary cap that isn't even on their field. Yep. Um, I can't see how they fit it all in, but they did well last year. Can they do it again? I think the honeymoon period's probably over. Essendon, uh, let's jump to a sponsor's break, and we'll come back and talk about Essendon uh, and see whether we can find anything good to say about them. You're listening to the AFL Opening Bounce, brought to you by Patentina's BP Service Station. Patentina's BP Service Station, North Shepparton, has been serving people living in and visiting our region for now more than 50 years. There's no other place you can still experience driveway service, delivered with a smile, the old-fashioned way. Supplier of BP Ultimate Fuels, they will wash your windows, check under your bonnet, and even do your tyres while you wait. Next time you're filling up, do it at Pat and Tina's BP service station. GV Highway, North Shepparton. One of them sponsor. And welcome back to the AFL opening bounce. I do miss my footy anthems that we've got that we get to put on. That's just the time of year when it comes in. Uh, I do enjoy love that it. part. Love it. Okay, what I don't love is Essendon. We all know this. We all know how much I don't love Essendon, but we've got to talk about it at some point because there's Essendon fans out there for some reason. Nah. I can't figure out why. Essendon and Carlton, I don't know why they have fans. Mm. Collingwood, I understand, you know, that the, they win occasionally and they, they like to be picked on, so they'd be a Collingwood fan. But why do you be an Essendon fan? You know, Essendon is, is my nightmare. It sounds you know, too, St Kilda. Well, I still haven't got over the 2000 grand final. I sat there as a young little boy watching us play in the grand final and to watch us get destroyed by that red and black army, it was, it was like a nightmare. It was like well, a scream. Yeah, the, the scary scoes, you know. What did they bring in? Alvin, da- Alvin Davies Jr. is the one that they type as their top guy. Um, okay in the practice match. Number 45, like 45 in the draft, father-son rule. So where he fits skill-wise isn't relevant to his draft pick. The only concern I have is he's not real big, he's fast, and he looked really inexperienced. The but, one, I th- you know, that, but I think he's a great The one I'm form. interested in is Elijah Tis- 
Tisitas, I think is how you say it. Number five draft pick, so he's gone pretty high. Injured at the moment. Uh, be a little while. Heard he's back. Uh, mid three or four weeks probably before we, he's got a chance to play. But is, he's supposed to be highly rated. They took Setterfield from Carlton. I'm not sure that that helps you much. Wiedemann, I think they needed an extra forward. And Wiedemann needed a change of scenery because he was one of those guys that always missed your cut. Yep. He only he looked, ever got a game when someone was injured. Looked great at Casey. Come in the two, in the twos, he was fine. So step up into the ones and then he seemed to struggle. He I, just... I think in, in the practice match they played him the wrong way round. Yeah. He, he, he's a full forward. Correct. He's not and, a back what, and his greatest asset is he loves a dolly over the back. Correct. And being, being out at the half forward line, there's no dollies out the no. half forward line. You've got to earn them. And I think they'll have to swap that around. Yeah, he needs to be full forward. Who did yeah. they lose? Big uh, two metre Peter. It needs yeah. to be half, half forward. Uh, yeah. Swap them over. Yep. Okay. Who did they lose that matters? Aaron Francis. They lost tra- in a trade to Sydney. Um, yeah, but that's not a great loss because he wasn't on the park enough. Michael Hurley retired. That's that, definitely a loss to them. Loss. I know he's been injured and, and things like that, but he was a superstar. And Devin Smith retired. That's definitely one out of their midfield that they're going to struggle with. That is their p- pocket a lot. That would have be a million dollars out of that. Alec Waterman from that they got from the Eagles. They delisted. One I'm disappointed because he never got a go. Whether he wasn't good enough or what was young Tom Hurd. Uh, he yeah, got he just, just delisted. Never never did got he a play go. game. No, I don't believe he played a game because I had him in a few leagues and never saw a stat sit beside him. Braden Ham was also delisted. So they delisted a few of their young guns or the, the young speedsters that they had in their side or traded them out. So interesting to see what they come in with and really I don't care where they come on the ladder as long as it's not top eight. <laughs> <laughs> I know when they come up against St Kilda, they'll probably beat us because they always do. Fremantle. Uh, Josh Corbett traded from the Gold Coast. Interesting. Hugh Davies uh, was pick 33. Was that the lowest pick? Yep, that was their lowest pick. So they obviously traded picks away. For Jackson. Uh, that's right, because they picked up Luke Jackson. Now, Joey, you gave up Luke Jackson, you picked up Grundy. You probably were going to pay Luke Jackson, what were we going to pay him? Seven? Seven, seven, seven to, eight, f- to eight, at least. And yeah. you're paying Grundy 650? 650, yeah. Okay, and you got Grundy? Yep, that's a no brainer, isn't it? I'd do that swap every day of the week because I think Jackson's overrated. Yep. I, I, you may still have potential yet, yes, that's right. But at this point of time. Melbourne's yeah. window is now, not in three years' time. Yeah, five and, years time. and I, I think in the grand final, you won, he was okay. He but was. The, but Last year he was very average. He looked lazy. He looked, looked lackadaisical. Up to around 10 he was fine. After that... He'd already signed with Freo. He'd already signed with Freo and he played like he was leaving. Well, you did let that out of the bag I early. Yeah, and you were right on the money, by the way. Everybody out there, Joe said... He told us that Grundy is coming as well yep. six I months before he did. told you before that it was going to happen. Yep, no one did. believed me. I did. I even, broke it on air that night. Even my Uncle Sam Renato, who based for Collingwood, did not believe me that Grundy was leaving well, the Well, it would be hard for a Collingwood supporter to think they would be that silly uh, to give yeah. him up for next to nothing. Anyway, there was something... Things happened in the back back line in the background there where there's been an argument and in the end he said this this and the other person said that that and that's end of friendship. Well, uh, um, okay, uh, Jagro Mira from Hawthorne. Uh, yes, if he stays okay. on the park, he's okay. I think he's, he's pure injured. talent, but yeah. he's injury injury prone. But his age is now getting against him as well. He's yeah. got yeah. to thirty. But Fremantle, yeah. their window's open. Correct. The window is about to open. 
So he's the sort of guy coming from Hawthorne that could give you the... He could be a Luke Hodge well, coming in. Will Brody, have you noticed his stats for the last couple of games? He yeah. got 30-odd possessions in the simulation game and 32 possessions in the practice games. Why in the hell? I don't understand why Gold Coast did to him what they did that, to him up there. They, they just up, didn't give him a run. And he, at Freo, he's been now, awesome. He's where he belongs, playing in the position he belongs, and look what he's doing. They picked up a lot of kids, so... Hugh Davies, Josh Draper, Tom Emmett, Max Noble, Liam Reedy, Corey Wagner, Conrad Williams. A lot of them category B rookies or mid-draft picks, but they they at least topped up with some kids to fill their list. But what did they lose? Blake Akers to Carlton. Blakely delisted. I like Blakely. Uh, I'm surprised somebody didn't pick him up. Um, Mitch Crowden, Rory Lobb traded to the Western Bulldogs. Griffin Logue traded to North Melbourne. Well, there's a f- tall forward and a tall defender both lost so that's that's a big chop out they also lost Lloyd Meek so there's their backup Ruckman gone David Mundy retired so that cuts the midfield and guess makes room for one of these kids to step in uh, and Darcy Tucker was traded to North Melbourne and Joel Weston delisted they lost a lot yeah but they picked up nicely I think the couple of ones they picked up are okay and the fact still remains that Lob I'm still very dubious of whether Lobb is a quality forward. Dubious. I'm um, also they played Lo, um, Logan out of out of position. So look, let's just see where Frio go. I think I think it's too early to judge on on that. I still think they're going to make finals. I, I oh. think that they're good enough. If you've got the luxury of being able to play Fife as a forward, this you, you've got a solid team. Well, I, I think if you base it just on that, that Fife's going to be told... As long as he's fit. Well, whether he's he fit. Looks, he looks fit in the preseason. Yeah, they might tip to everybody out there doing your super coaches. You've got to have him in. He's worth Three, not much. 300-odd K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to pick him up. Well, right now I'm in another draft. At this time last year, Brocky said to me, I'll trade you Fife for next year's first-round pick. You know, you're going to have a late pick. And in the end, I've got one of the later first-round picks. So I gave up the pick for Fife. He did nothing for me last year. Didn't help me win the grand final last year. And now we're at draft time and I've got buyer's remorse and I've not got no kid. <laughs> so, Fife, you owe me, man. You owe me. Uh, okay, Fremantle, I think they're on the way up. I think they're... they're they were solid last year. Yep. You know, so, they played the eight and I thought a little bit go their way and they got might have gone along for, further into the final. A lot riding on Luke Jackson stepping up, I think. Okay, Cats. Jack Bowles comes in from the Gold Coast. What a gift. Tanner Bruin comes in from Greater Western Sydney. I yeah, like him. Yeah, I'm not sure about Picked that. Picked up Jai Clark as number eight pick. How do you win the grand final and have number eight pick still? Uh, they traded somebody. somebody. Ollie Henry from Collingwood. Uh, then they picked up a few kids. Ted Closely, Phoenix Foster, Oslin Mullen, Oscar Murdoch, and Oscar Riccardi. So it's an Oscar draft. But a few kids come Congrats. in, which is unusual for them. They're not, you know, Geelong don't, pick up kids very often they're yeah. dad's are called dad's army for a reason yeah but they they're, they're late picks the what the was category the b rookies pick? yeah um no pick eight yeah that's one and then the next pick was pick 52 yeah my point exactly <laughs> what did they lose dalhouse retired francis evans delisted sean higgins retired narkle delisted joel selwood retired cooper stevens was traded to the hawks Nick Stevens delisted. Paul Tassipel, he, anyway, 
He's delisted. It doesn't matter. Zane Williams delisted. So they delisted quite a few. Oh, look, at the end of the day with the Cats, I think it comes down to as simple as this. How much did Joel Selwood do to keep that team up and going? I think their list hasn't really changed much, but there's no Joel Selwood and their captain, the the guy that is invincible that wears a, a permanent headband. He got him into the grand final. Yep. Now, he's taken on a role in the club. I'm not quite sure what that role was. I saw the heading, but I didn't get a chance to read the article. So he's still with the club. Huge loss. Oh, he's left, isn't he? No, no, he's back. He's, he's back now. Been he going to, to save the cricketers as well? Oh, he might be doing that. He can't save the cricketers. He's an assistant coach of some description at all. Yeah, he's, he's back at Geelong anyway. But So I think Geelong's whole bit rides on the fact of Danger is now the captain, I believe. Yes, correct. And can Danger motivate like Selwood did? And that's the that's the well, whole can, bit. A couple of questions there. Can Danger stay on the park? Can he motivate? Yes. Has his age almost got him because he's not been the player he, he was? He looks slow. The last he looks of slow. He, and then he's not a great kicker goal. So no. if you move him forward, you're not going to get six or eight out of him. No. So if it's not Danger as captain, who should their captain be? I'd go. I'd have gone with Stewart. Yeah, I would have gone with Stewart as well. Stewart, he's terrific, he's isn't he? Same he's issue, though. Misses quarter of the season every no, time. No, he missed. Play only reason he missed is because he decked somebody. He Other than missed. that, he didn't miss. He still missed. And he, um, he did miss the finals the year before but because he, he uh, hurt himself. But I'm, I'm going to – look, I still think Geelong are going to be right up there. But I'm tossed up between Geelong or Melbourne to play Brisbane in the grand final. And I'm probably leaning to the Melbourne side by the drafting and the lack of Joel Selwood. I think you're the odd one out. It's both me and Joe know that Melbourne are going to be there. Oh, I've still got doubts. We know what happened to Melbourne last year. Joe was telling me about how short the odds were for Melbourne to not lose a game for the whole entire year. And then your season, you had a fight at the um, Chinese bar and you just didn't play footy ever again. Mm. <laughs> Fell apart, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, very quickly, Gold Coast. Uh, Statsia thinks Gold Coast are going to jump in the eight, by the way. Jed Anderson in from... Pre- was dumped by he must have been dumped because he's part of the supplemental period so dumped by North Tom Berry from Brisbane Connor Blakely they picked up in the rookie draft uh, so yeah, that's, that's good Frio. Frio, so good he got another run uh, Bailey Humphreys Ben Long from St Kilda that's a good pickup and it doesn't uh, Charlie Constable that they picked up he there he was the year before Right, okay. He was injured last it, year. Right, because he's, he's all the talk at the moment, and I just picked him up in a draft. What did they lose? Jack Bowes. Uh, Big loss. We're running short on time, so I'll just go through a bit more important names. Uh, Josh Corbett got traded to Fremantle. Olof delisted and then picked up by... Markov. Markov, yep. Um, and he's been picked Collingwood. up. Isaac Rankin. So really, they didn't lose much. Bowes, I think, is a big loss for him. I think that I think that's their biggest loss, and they never really. Two years ago, Bose was their high score. He was scoring high. He was getting off the halfback flank. He was fantastic. Got injured and couldn't get his way back into the team. And then they got at a salary squeeze and dumped him. Uh, they going up or down, Joe? Oh, I reckon they might slide into the eight if they're lucky, but it's going to be lucky. I don't have him in the eight. I don't have him in the eight. They they do have Ben King come back from his ACL. Growl and Anderson are now in the see, in the system for that four years or so. They yeah. Rao's going to be much better this year than Cool. Was last. Give, give them another year. I'm putting them in that middle pack. 
sort of bit again. Giants, uh, number one draft pick, Adam Cadman comes into the side. Uh, watched some of the footage of this guy, picked him up in the draft. I, I managed to get him at pick nine in the draft. That's big. Yeah. That's bad for him. <laughs> no, pick eight I got him at. I was pick eight in the draft and I was talking with Freddie, our Bulldog supporter, and he ended up picking the – he had a much earlier pick and we he thought the North uh, North Melbourne guy um, – Wardlaw. Wardlaw was, was good and we liked that. So he took him and I said, oh, well, I wonder if Cadman will still be there. And it got up to the pick before me and Philippu from St Kilda was still there and Cadman. I thought, well, I'm getting one of these two. Uh, and J-Dub – was not overly happy that I took Cadman because he had the pick after. Uh, so, well, I've got one, pick but, one and two tonight, and I think I'll go with Ashcroft, and I'm debating whether to go Well, Cadman's Sneasel. not going to play straight away, mm. and I think Sneasel's a bust. Mm. Sorry, but watch the footage of him. Every bit, every, you look at some of the highlights of these kids. Some of them are tacklers, and they're, they're winning the ball, and they're doing bits. Others, their highlights just every goal they kicked. Sheasel's one of those. Sure, but if he kicks if he kicks three or four every week, he's at North Melbourne. The ball's not going to go up there. Oh, I think you're wrong. <laughs> not this year, anyway. Toby Bedford came in from Melbourne. Uh, Nick Madden came in as a Category B bookie. I think they might have picked him up through as a dump from Essendon a bit back. And that's about all. The rest of them are all kids that they've got. What did they lose? Tanner Bruin, Matt DeBoer retired. Bobby Hill traded to Collingwood. They lost Jacob Hopper. Uh, Zach Sproul was delisted. I liked You're him. You're talking about Gold Coast or Giants? Giants. We moved to Giants. Cadman. Cadman, okay. Giants. Yeah, right. Sorry, yep, good work, I'm Bridges. You keep up there, okay? Well, we'll just get you a wake-up pill. And Tarant- Jake Steen delisted, and they lost Taranto. So Taranto, Hopper, DeBoer, Bruin, all gone. Yeah, I, I don't think – look, they've got plenty of talent there. I don't think they're going to miss those two. Bruins not much of a loss, I don't think. Not much of a gain for Geelong, but Hopper and that they, they are Taranto. They're both good players, and they may improve at Richmond because for them to be guns, they have to improve. Mm. And Giants, I think they've got enough talent to cover without them. Uh, they they've got who is it's running through the midfield now? They've got um, Kelly. No, Kelly's not the one. Tom Green. He's, Tom he's Green has um, stepped up. He had 54 disposals in the, the pretend practice match because they didn't do the first supplemental one. They just played against themselves. But he had 54 disposals playing against themselves. Last um, year was fantastic for the first half of the season. And then he, because he's a young player, he waned as the season went on. And Hopper is going to move straight in. Oh, no, Hopper's gone to Richmond. So, yep. it's there. so Hopper was the one that they should have played last year. They burnt Hopper. He would have wanted to go because they wouldn't give him a run. So, anyway, moving on. I think Giants, they got, they've, they're new coach, new system. Give them a year to... Give them a year to get going again. Yep. Hawthorne, uh, Sam Mitchell, what's he going to do with his guys? Carl Amon comes in as a free agent from Port Adelaide. And what else have we got? Their top pick was Cam McKenzie. Love this kid. Uh, watched him in the, 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 the supplemental... The, Preseason or whatever we call it, uh, I think he's a, he's a player. He's going to be do what they need out of it. Lloyd Meek from Fremantle, which is a good pickup as well. Cooper Stevens from Geelong didn't get a game there, so some good pickups for Hawthorne really, and another three or four young kids that we don't won't know a real lot about till we sort of get going. On their way to a wooden spoon, I think the Hawks. Uh, but that's probably where they want to be. Pick up another kid or two and then bounce back. Josh Waddell was pick eighteen. Uh, but he's not been put. He's fit, but he's not in the top 
22 he didn't play in the match so they said don't don't pick him what they lose Jackson Kello Jack Gunston Ben McAvoy retired Tom Mitchell uh, went to Hawthorne Jaeger O'Meara to Fremantle uh, sorry, went to Collingwood. Yeah, <laughs> went from Hawthorne. Uh, Jager O'Meara to Fremantle. Tom Phillips delisted. And they lost a lot, but and they lost the age that they needed to lose, and they brought in kids. Give them time. Yep. Okay, you're Melbourne. We're up to Melbourne. All yeah, right. wooden spoon. Yeah, wooden spoon for sure. All right, did you just get a draft pick? How did you get pick 15? Well, that's probably about your, where you belonged. Um, that's about where you finished on the ladder, wasn't it? And so you, well, you actually used your own pick. We did, yeah. I didn't think clubs do that anymore. Yeah, we actually did. We actually used our own pick. Matthew, who did you pick up? Matthew Jefferson they picked up. Yeah. Who's Matthew Jefferson, Joe? You're playing Casey. You're playing Casey. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they picked up Josh Shackey for nothing. Yep. They picked up Lockie Hunter for nothing. Yep. They picked Good up Brody, pick up that. Brody Grundy for nothing. And then they took a few rookies. Uh, Kyle Farris-White, Jed Adams picked 38 in the draft. Oliver Seaton in the rookie draft, Kai Turner, supplemental, and Will Verrill as a rookie draft. So you've picked up Grundy, Hunter, Shaggy. For nothing. For nothing. Uh, there you go. That's how they fit in the salary cap. Other clubs paid them or gave, told them they had to take them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true <laughs> too. Free, I'm actually looking forward to Hunter. Oh, he looked great in the he practice match. And I was a fan of him at the Dogs. I've I loved him, him at the Dogs. I've got him in a few drafts. I think he's an absolute yep. steal. Shaky kicked six in the practice game for Casey. Yeah, but he, do, he does that regularly. So, when he comes up to the big time. Yep, he just can't probably step up. But Hunter, mm. Hunter. Look, you've got room to play Shaky because you don't have a forward line. You've got a, a small forward line that's yep. more midfieldy that gets yep. goals, yep. but it, does. it doesn't. You've got Ben Brown, but who knows what he's going to do, and he's got to walk to the other end. So well, he could run faster now because he's lighter with the hair shaved. He's still going to give everybody – it's like a timeout. Ben Brown takes a mark, yep. and the coaches come out in the ground all have a timeout while he walks back. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's go again. Well, <laughs> all right, what'd you lose? Oscar Baker. Um, looks good at the Bulldogs. Um, yes. Just about thinking mm. of picking him up in a draft almost. Um, they're mm. suggesting he's well, going to play. he's one of those that just didn't get a chance. No, huh? he's very very similar to poor Sam Wiedemann. He just never got a chance. But Wiedemann did him. get chances. He did. He but did. he didn't take the chance. No. He did a few times, and then he got dropped the week after anyway. It didn't matter whether he played good or bad. He was only the fill-in. Well, you're right, too. I'll agree with that. Um, but he still didn't Toby take Toby Bedford, the they lost. But Oscar Baker, they've got him predicted to play on the wing. I think he stole JJ's spot, and JJ's done. I know JJ's hurt, but they're talking... He might be done. Yeah, yeah. Ba- Baker's JJ now. He, he was done two years ago. Yes, exactly. Uh, maybe... Uh, Beveridge has finally realised that he needed to make some changes. Oh, I think they'll pay him. Toby for that Bedford to went to the Giants. Mitch Brown retired. Majak Dor retired. Uh, Sam Wiedemann went to Essendon. Jaden Hunt was a free agent that went to West Coast. Yeah, that's a that's a loss to you as well. Yeah, but no, I reckon we've gained with Hunter. Yeah, you've definitely. So, like Hunter, for like, I'd take Hunter every well, day. Well, I reckon yeah. I reckon I'm in, we're in front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Luke Jackson was. Uh, you swap Luke Jackson for less money for Grundy. Yeah. <laughs> if someone come to your bridges and said, I'm going to give you Grundy, I'll t- give me Luke Jackson a- and an extra um, few draft picks. Um, and I'll only charge 100 or so grand but, less. Yep. I'd take, take Grundy. It. I think Grundy's a star. I like the way he plays. Yeah. And I-, I watched them the two together last week, and it was seamless. Yeah, and tap- he's at a new club. 
he he really doesn't know how you want to play. No, you got to give Grundy a couple more couple more games under his belt before he knows exactly where the mix of Melbourne is. Put, and, and he's a, he, he's such a good good grab of ruck. the ball. Well, what I like about him is he, he'll ruck and then he'll come to the ground. He plays like a really good mid. He's a you ruck, know, ruck rover. rover. Than a ruck, yeah, he's exactly. More the ruck rover than a ruckman. And that gives you a huge advantage drift, around the pack. And drift him. Up forward and he'll snag so a few. Where he is heading this year, Joey? Okay, we're obviously we're not going to get through all eighteen clubs tonight, everybody. Sorry, we will be off air at seven o'clock. Richo is burning to play us some good music, so we will be off air at seven. Um, we'll get through the rest of them next week, which is next week. Everyone listening in is going to be a Thursday night special show. We've got a, a very good outside broadcast happening on Friday, so we're going to jump on air Thursday before round one opening match. So. Special Thursday night show. Put that in your diaries. But Melbourne, where he is headed? Okay, you you were could, the flag was yours. The bookies were ready to pay out mid season, and the wheels fell off. I think they did in some of them. Um, some some did pay out. Yep. Sportsbet yep. did pay out halfway after round ten. Yep. yep. We won we won the first ten games last year, and like you brought up before, we had a little bit of a suffuckle at the one of the pubs. Maybe that unsettled the side. Stephen May, Stephen he, May, and and Malsham. Is Stephen May a, a, a bad influence around no, the club? No, well, uh, I don't think so. I just think um, hot-headed people, they got a bit hot-headed, a bit of alcohol mixed up and away mm. they go. They are human, Sydney. You know, yeah, they are uh, human. If, 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 what, if he said what was said, I didn't like that Well, much. We, don't, we won't know the full story of what happened it, behind the scenes. Let's move on from there because we're, we're looking forward in the no, crystal we did, ball. We did have a lot of injuries in the second half of the year. I and okay, if you had the injuries, then why didn't more the Oscars and whatever get games? I don't know if Goody. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't play the the other players. Maybe not. I don't know. But there is unfinished business at Melbourne. I could say that. Mm. And and uh, I'm not going to predict that we're going to win the flag because okay. I don't want to put a bias on the, the question club. for you. Is Uze still there? Uze, who's my opinion? Do you want my? Is he still at Melbourne? Adam, Adam is at Melbourne for that's right. three or four years. Yeah, he's re-signed another contract. And Adam, Good. <laughs> my opinion about Adam Uze, I love the man, mm. right? And I reckon when Goody retires, he'll be he'll there. be Melbourne will be stupid not to take Adam Uze as senior because he was close to getting the GWS job, wasn't Correct. he? And mm. and a few others at mm. Essendon. They Essendon. They reckon he was nearly there as well. Maybe Melbourne said to him, "We're we're grooming you." I, my personal opinion. I've been a player sponsor at Melbourne for over 15 years, right? And Adam Uze was one of my first ever sponsor player. And Adam, I reckon, now is in the position to take over a senior coach at Melbourne when Goody... What's his job he's now? He's now the assistant coach. Right. And he's for targeting on what, the midfield? Correct. Yes. Yep. And yeah. Well, your midfield is, is second Choker. to none almost, Choker really. Williams has taken over as the forward coach. So that's now, a pr- pretty good mix. So, and then we, you know, so, and Richo is still there as well. So, so where you, you, I think that your list, you've topped up your list quite well. You've, correct. You've shredded, yes, you've shredded players that are useful, but you've topped up with some class. Yep. You'd have to be expecting a similar season that at least to, that you did last year. It depends a lot on injuries, Jase. It really does. I like, you know that. It's we throw, throw injuries out the window because you can't predict an injury, so you can't base your year on the fact of maybe we're going to get injured. You have to assume that you're going to survive the injuries. I, I, I can say one, just one thing. I've got three teams that I reckon will win the flag. 
and we are one of them. And who are the other oh. two? Brisbane. At least Brisbane. one of them. Brisbane and Geelong. I've still got them in the mix to win the flag, right? Okay. Well, so, um, out of those three, at the way I look at it at the moment, there's the I think premiers all of, of 2023. All of you are doubting Sydney. Sydney is... We don't know a lot about Sydney because they're so far away, Sydney. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... They, but they were great last year. They were year great last and they year. weren't in the grand final, no. But no. such they, a young team coming on. Well, I went to Sunday the Sydney night, game. This is at odd times for some... I know, Saturday night. Saturday night, next week, not tomorrow, Saturday, but next week, you play the Bulldogs. Correct. Freddie's team. Yep. Freddie was already talking about that, and we then met in the subject came up that we went and watched it last year. Do and, you remember um, what happened in the box last year, Jase? I do, yes. We, what happened? What did you hold in the I box I held last the year? Premiership Cup, yes. Um, and what was funny was Heather, uh, uh, who's our li- great listener, she gave it to us. Yep, because it was Collingwood. She sends me a photo not that long ago when the cup was here in Shepparton, and she's holding the Geelong Cup. And I said, see, it just, it's, you just have to hold it. Even though it's not yours, you have to hold it. And Correct. it was there. And I said, you should get that photo framed and now you should switch clubs and you'll do a lot better. She didn't <laughs> like that at all. She said that, that Ever, fair. Ever actually said to me on the driveway that we stole Grundy. I said oh, to Eva, oh, we did not steal Grundy. Well, at the price you, you paid, that's that. No, you didn't wow. steal him. Colin gave him to you. It was a gift. You didn't have to steal him. <laughs> It's a pre- Christmas present. In fact, yeah. in uh, fact, Collingwood paid you to take him. So, yeah, look, would um, you like because I might not be here next yeah. week? Would you like to to have my top eight? Yes, we would like to have your top eight. Just bear with me one sec, and I'll get to where I can write it down so we can grill you for it later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've written it down. Let me just get it back up. All right. So, who's going to win? You have to give me a premiers in this oh, part. I, I refuse to give you a premier. All right. Because I just told you to send that. Out of the premiers, will be out of those three. But we don't get a choice. We've no, got to pick well, one. Well, look, Joe's a sponsor. Heart, Joe, Joe, Joe puts his money on the table to keep us on air. He can get away with one. <laughs> so I'll, would you like to go from the eight? So premier, Joe says it's going to be no one. All right. Yep. All right. So no one won. COVID's back. <laughs> so would you like to go from the eighth to the first? or from, <laughs> I'll go from the bottom eight. Okay. All right. Eight. If you're not going to give us a premier, give us a premier runner. Like, give us a Quinella. Yeah, who, who's going to make Quinella. the grand final? All right, Brisbane, Melbourne. All right. Okay. okay. How's that? All right. So we got at eighth spot. I've got um, Carlton making the eight this year. I've got uh, Richmond coming seventh. I've got Sydney coming sixth. Western Bulldogs. I've got coming in fifth spot. I've put the pies in again in fourth spot. That'll make Heather happy. Uh, only, only because I've still reckon they're they're good enough. Pies got, in fourth spot. Yeah, I've got. That's my, pretty random. I've got my beloved mother's Geelong coming in third, Brisbane second, and then the D's coming first. Geelong, Brisbane, and D's on top. Yeah. So your discount. So no Frio for you. No. Uh, no Frio for me. Um, so who's uh, going to win the Coleman? Coleman, I've I've decided to go with Charlie Kerno. Uh, oh. And I, if he has a good year, I reckon he could probably push the ton if he does well. And Ooh. I reckon that's the reason push the why. Ton. Yeah, I reckon that's why I reckon I've got Carlton in the top eight. I don't even think I had a driver's license last time. A a, a person got a ton of goals in the AFL. fifty years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, my biggest improver will be Carlton this year, I reckon. Okay, Brownlow. Uh, 
Brownlow. I'm sorry, I'm going with number 13 at Melbourne. Clayton Oliver. Oliver. Um, I look, I believe he's good enough. Yeah, but will Petrarca, Gorn Petrarca and Gorn steal and their Like last year, might steal his votes. But I reckon this year, I reckon Clayton will win the round. I tipped him last year, Oliver, and I reckon he'll probably he was close. Right. He uh, was close. Rising star? Rising star. Um, I don't know. It's, it's silly, but I'm going to go Will Ashcroft. Ashcroft, so yeah. It's just to go from there. And mm. Okay. Well, wooden, I, wooden I like your tips. What about um, wooden spoon? Uh, oh, yeah, wooden spoon. I forgot about that part. Yep. Wooden spoon. The ones that took us out of finals in 1987. You want to ask? Hawthorne. Hawthorne. <laughs> That year I broke a radio, Sydney. I smashed the radio against the brick wall and cried for Robbie Flower. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, look, um, I think your Melody D's are going to hopefully have a good year, Joe. Um, I'd love to say my Saints can match us, but I think you've got a good list there. You, if you keep yourselves positive in the motion going forward, it's it's all in front of you, and, and I think you are right with the three teams you, you think are up uh, the top. The only thing I've got to say... There's one thing that's got to be said. What's we that? We have got unfinished business. Unfinished business with what? With Melbourne. There's, there's unfinished business from last year, how we fell out. How you fell, so you got rede- you need redemption is we where do. you're going? We do need redemption. So uh, were you be- not, is I'm that not- because you lost to your mum? Or were you cocky from the year before? Maybe I was a bit cocky, Sydney. No, I, I mean your team. You, oh, don't you're expected <laughs> to be. You're the supporter. You've yeah, got to be yeah, cocky. <laughs> I don't think the team was. I think the team was focused. I, I still reckon there was a lot of mix that happened after round 11. Round 11 was a turning point for us. Mm. And we did have, like I said, we did have a lot of injuries in the second half of the year. To, to me, Petrarca you know, we had a fractured leg going into the Sydney game in the finals. Now, I don't understand why he still we was played. one of your best. I know, but why play an injured player? Because he was one of your best, that's why. Correct. Give now a kick that, to some of the others. You know, and... Like the Sydney game. We will know. get you on as the year progresses. We'll get you on here and there to to get a bit of, of info from you from Melbourne. Um, look, everybody, we often come up with Melbourne snippets here or there. That's because if you go and get fuel at Joey's and you ask him a question about Melbourne, you'll get an answer. You come in the shop, what do you see, Jase? Uh, you see Melbourne photos. Melbourne photos. You see Geelong stuff. Hello, Tina. You see Geelong stuff now. There is Geelong stuff there. There, there has is. to be. There is. Uh, the only thing I, I, before we go, we've got time, is the when you won the flag. Yep. Okay, let's take the year before that. There was a disconnection between your backline midfield. And your, your, they weren't talking to your forwards. When you won the flag, they were all talking together. Correct, we were. And last year, from halfway, you'd lost it again. We your did. forwards were they, they have they got got Bailey, it back? There's a couple of things like Bailey Fritch in the final. Like he was selfish a couple of times, you know. But that's how and he that, always plays. Yeah, but there was no team play. And I don't know if this might sound silly. When we watched the Richmond practice game on the weekend, it seemed there was a lot of beautiful connection again. Right. Back to how it was in Because that's what you've got to – if you right. don't have that, you're not going right. to win the fight. And flag. they knew where each other was and the connection was brilliant. Right? And Hunter fitted in perfectly. Grundy fitted in perfectly into the side. Let's the mix was there. On that, what's the mix-up going to be? Give us some, some. Give us your crystal ball. Who's going to be your Ruckman? And who's the forward or what's the go? Well, on the weekend, they, they started Grundy on, on the bench in the first quarter, brought him on halfway through the, the quarter. The Max started in the centre. Then Max drifted forward and then Grundy rucked. Now, if that works, I still reckon um, Grundy and Max could drift forward and drift back as well to Steve, help Steve Main Lever. I'd like and to the see him cut in the middle. 
Yeah. I, I think Gorn has really good intercept marking. He has. Yeah. Uh, so you could push him back. Goal. Grundy will. Grundy still kick three in the practice well, match, um, and Grundy kicked three straight and Max kicked three two. We've so got which many forty seconds up. left before we jump into the news, and Richo takes over with some cool music. So. Um, Thank you very much for coming in, Joe. We That's really right, appreciate thanks. you thanks coming in. We appreciate the sponsorship you put through to the station. It really is good for us. And everybody, if you need fuel, go and get it at Pat and Tina's Servo up the BP. They're local and they fill it up for you. Do everything that you need. Bridges, uh, round one, no time for a bake. Uh, d- just didn't give you a chance. We forgot oh, about the it. Sorry, Cap. Your salary? Oh, that was a, that wasn't that, a bake, Bridget. No, that, that wasn't was a bake. There was no slapping to the table. Nothing. That was a serious question. I still want Thursday to night, for. everybody. We will be on air Thursday night, so please tune in. You've been listening to the AFL Opening Bounce here on One FM.